uh, are you familiar with George Lopez? I am. Do you remember when he had the sitcom in like the early 2000s? Everybody loves George. Mm, I think it was just called the George the George Lopez, Lopez show? show. No, the George Lopez show was his late night talk show, mm. which middle aged moms all across the Midwest just loving it. Welcome to the Site Attendant Podcast uh, episode cinco. That's five for my American hombres. I'm Ashley. I'm Jordan. Here we are, back again for more fun filled Nick's cages. Cages full of Nicks. Mm-hmm. Um, why uh, did you try to confuse our uh, listeners by speaking Spanish to them? I think that it's important for people to be multilingual. Just like us, we are. Yep. Mm-hmm. I bet there, we haven't encountered it yet but i guarantee there's some sweet nick cage speaking spanish quotes in one of his movies there has to be yeah i hope that we encounter that soon um speaking of being multilingual i wanted to save this until we were alive we are now being downloaded in the uk and south korea south korea we're on four continents Holy cow. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I saw a lot of like so some of the international downloads that we were seeing come through I, were like ones that I could probably take a guess at, like friends that live like in Ireland or similar. Or Scotland. Oh, yeah, Scotland too. Yeah. And like you see them come across and, you know, oh, yeah, I, that's my single friend that lives in that country, <laughs> right? But then you see three or four more there. You start wondering. Who yeah, are these other patrons. That is what I thought about when I saw Canada. I was like, I know some people that live in Alberta, like two people, and right? Yeah. All of a sudden, there are like seven plus people yeah. listening to us. So up there. we're growing all over the place. Um, so keep telling your moms and your coworkers and your Tinder matches and your dads probably too. Oh yeah, I mean the number of moms people have are fairly limited. Typically under four moms. Well, um, that's. But, normal people but um tell uh just tell someone uh facebook seems to be holding us hostage as of late in weird like a weird way like not letting our <laughs> not letting our posts go out to like all of our people it's i don't know if it's like a business page thing or what the deal is but like they seem to really want money from us and we're not that interested in giving them money so help us out hit us with the old share button that'd be great so um are there any other major announcements we're just popping up all over the the globe yeah Yeah. um the the round globe that's true oh i wonder up is nick is he one of the flat earth do you think that nick cage is a flat (laughs) earther it really wouldn't surprise me at this point i mean come on uh bob is a flat earther bob like the rapper Mm -hmm. yeah no yeah Mm. it's kind of sad yeah. Because they had that one single, that one song. <laughs> um, They had a couple, actually. They had the one with that girl from Paramore. Oh, God. Yeah. Well, either way, they're flat earthers. Cool, cool, cool. But we're li- being listened to all over the flat earth, guys. Thanks for sharing. Thanks for telling a friend. Um, let's, uh, you want to talk about a movie? Did we watch a movie? Yeah. Well, yeah. 
the the one with the cars and the the <gasps> thing? Nicolas Cage in the Fast and the Furious. Pretty much, yeah. Um, this was a remake. Did you know that? I told you that. Yeah, I know. But did you know? <laughs> I found a out. Guy, new character, <laughs> guy, guy that takes facts that people tell him and then tell them back to them. <laughs> um, yeah. So Gone in sixty seconds. I mean, it's a classic. Uh, Wait, did you say the name of the film? I missed it. I did just now. Gone in sixty seconds. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, we'll never. I think let that go. No, I don't think we should. Okay. So. Yeah, Gone in 60 Seconds, you got your Nick Cages, you got your Angelina Jolie's, no John Voight, uh, Giovanni Rabizzi. You uh, got your Will Patton's, your you got, Chris Eccleson's. You got your Doctor Who's, uh, no Vin Diesel. Who else? You got your Timothy Oliphant's and your yeah. Robert Duvall's. Robert Duvall? Who's, is he in that? Yeah, he plays Otto. Oh, shit. That's, oh, yeah. And you've got your Vinnie Jones. Okay, Vinny Jones is my new hero. He's like the greatest part of this whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, I mean it. Uh, so we watched this one on Plex, which we obtained the movie legally. It just happened to be hosted on Plex, you know, as you do. Um, the but, MPAA is going to show up on your doorstep after this episode premieres. That's fine. We're the promo we're going to film for this. I'm super excited. <laughs> we're, so we're recording the episode before we film the promo, which is, you know, understandable. Um, definitely going to be some illegal illegality going on. I'm super pumped for people to see it. Hopefully they ha- will have seen it by the time <sighs> they listen here. But we're going to get we're going to get a little illegal on them. So, um, you know, we had to do it to them. I mean, we did. I mean, I guess we can talk about it now because it hasn't happened yet. But it will have happened by the time people listen to this, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. I'm going to go drive a car, guys. I can't see. If you haven't listened to this podcast before, I can't see. I'm blind. Do you know what blind? I, that's me. I got that. But Jordan, and I'm gonna you, don't, drive... you don't look blind. Oh, God. That's a thing. We'll have, to... <laughs> we'll have to address that at some point. I mean, come on. Um, But yeah, so I'm going to go drive a car. Um, For 60 seconds? For let's. We could do that. Mm-hmm. Um, just to try it out. I so I've driven twice since I lost my sight. Both times were probably less than sixty seconds. One time was just backing a car out of my driveway because it was in my driveway, and all I had to do was like let off the brake and then reapply the brake, and I was good. The other time was a friend had like some weird rattling sound coming from his car. And he wanted to be able to like stand next to it while it moved. So the same thing, like I just let off the brake. But this one, we're going to go for it. We're going to get it, see how fast I can go. I don't know about that one. We could try it though. Okay. So yeah, super excited to drive again. Um, if anyone knows anyone that owns like a supercar that would let me drive like some crazy ass like Bugatti or something, let me know. I'd like to drive a Bugatti. Um, so tell your Bugatti owning friends and see if they can, we know you're out there. See if they can hook me up. So this movie, what do you, do you want to, do you want to hit me with a, a run through or do you want me to hit you with my, <laughs> I think it's your <laughs> turn for the run my run through time. Yeah. Okay. I'll just add in something that you will inevitably miss. Oh God. Yes. Wait. Was that ableism? <laughs> Were you hitting me with some dirt? Absolutely not. Okay. 
All right, so rundown. Uh, this thing opens up with like some music, but also like a ticking, like a stopwatch sound. Did you notice that? No. Yeah, I noticed it immediately, and I thought that it was very uh, on theme. Uh, so that's kind of like just like some weird cold open thing, and then we get a killer song of some kind, like a. I don't. I'm not sure what genre it would even be, but there's some, there are a few pretty killer songs in this. I think, um, and I think from there we jump directly to some guys pulling up to like an auto dealership, mm-hmm. trying to steal a car, and our Giovanni Rabizzi gets uh like it's it's really good like no audio description required because one of the characters says to him. He says, I've got to get my tool and uh, then goes into the, I imagine, the trunk, right? Mm -hmm. And a guy says, that's not a tool. That's a brick. Really good exposition. Like, that's Mm -hmm. great. Like, no, like, got it. Completely understand. So then they steal a car from a dealership. Like, it's clearly in the showroom. Mm -hmm. And he, like, drives it right out the thing, right? Yeah. He, like, drives it right out of a window. So then proceed to police chase immediate police chase right mm-hmm. um which this like made me wonder does la have like a helicopter in the sky at all times i think so but i know that we have some listeners in la so if we have anyone who'd like to contribute an answer that'd be great yeah because it happens like twice where like there's a car chase and it's within the first like 20 seconds of the chase where cut to this is air air boys one i've got him going up wilshire or some other dumb street that you people are always mumbling about um so like is that a thing like is that cost effective to like just be up there all the time i don't know it was it just seemed weird to me um so then like that's clearly like our cold open right we and then it cuts to a guy talking about uh sitting on his hand do you know what i'm do you know this do you remember oh yeah the muscly guy yeah he's yeah. talking about uh sometimes i'll sit on my hand for 15 or 20 minutes and he let calls it fall it asleep. the stranger he calls it the stranger yeah uh talking about uh pleasuring himself while it's with a his hand that's asleep pretty weird way to open a movie but does that work whatever i'm not sure never You've never tried never it? considered it at no. all uh, but, all right. Well, that's another question for our listeners. Listener feedback. Um, Very so, important. Oh, God. Please don't. Please, Please don't. do. I'm curious. Endlessly curious. Okay. So from there, um, do we just, we straight jump to the Nick Cage intro? No. The cops, they lead the cops to the warehouse. Oh, yeah, so yeah, So they yeah. have to like abandon the warehouse and like the cars that they've stolen. Yeah, so the police chase ends at the, the warehouse and they like, you see like lists. So again, this is all recalling way back from when I actually saw this movie. At no point is there, like because again, we watch without audio description. Like at no point is there any indication of what's actually going on. So like without audio description, I'm I got nothing. But I remember from you know visual uh memories of these scenes where like they there's a black light and a list of cars on a wall and they're 
pulling the black light away and it breaks. And then from there we cut to Nick Cage, right? Wholesome Nick Cage. So his intro, I, I really like his intro. I think it's kind of funny. Mm-hmm. It's like a cute, like, uh, cute. like a turn, like, uh, you know, hit you with the unexpected thing. Mm-hmm. It's like him giving some pretty heavy sounding instructions on how to drive a car. And then it pans out and he's giving these instructions to like seven year olds in go-karts. That's pretty lovable. good. It's pretty good. It's a very normal human being. So, um, God, we get the common, you know, the old trope here at this point where his old pal visits him at his job and requests for him to come out of retirement. And, uh, <laughs> I mean, I feel like this is like every movie, yeah. not every movie, but like half of the movies, half of all the movies. I'll do this one last job and then I'm out forever. That, yes. That's exactly what, like, that's what this is. Like, and it's the just moaning reluctance of like, oh, I, I promised my mom that I would never steal cars again. But why does he do it? Why does he get back in the game, Jordan? Tell us. Because his sad brother was the one in that cold opening scene who did a shitty job of stealing a car. So he got in a situation with the villain of our story, which uh, somewhere around here, we, we cut to the intro of our villain, right? Mm-hmm. Like once the guy, so the guy basically like talks Nick into, you know, hey, there's this big bad mob boss guy that talked to your brother into stealing some cars and your brother did a shitty job of it. You got to come make this right. So Nick Cage comes back to town and we get some sick, like, killer industrial music which was really big in the 90s just like mm-hmm. straight like clangy clangy robot sounds oh there was a line that mm-hmm. uh we made sure to write down mm. nick cage asks if this guy is after his brother and will Patton goes like stains on a mattress like stains on a mattress like what, what does that mean do mattresses commonly get stained are people not using sheets? I don't know. Use sheets, guys. They're a pretty novel <laughs> idea. Okay, so yeah, here is where we meet our boy, bad guy, Kalitri. Roman Kalitri? Raymond Kalitri. Raymond Kalitri. So we we get our crazy, weird, like late 90s industrial music. Then we meet our guy, and it's Nick Cage having a conversation with this guy. And you said this guy's the the doctor who right ninth doctor okay which he's the good one people like him i i don't know if but yeah, i don't know because I, I remember anytime people he's like the first one of like the reboots after like the 70s or something i okay. don't remember okay either way so it's nick having a conversation Some with this doctor guy who nerd is gonna choke me that's fine i got choked up by a, a uh, lord of the rings nerd before good. so no don't don't worry don't let them get you down. Okay. Um, so Nick Cage, conversation with this Kalitri man. Um, guy's really obsessed with furniture. Cool, neat little uh, villain quirk. Then uh, Nick Cage tries to pay off his brother's debt. And the villain says, it's not good, good enough. Steal the cars for me or I'll kill your brother. 
and then what are we how's he what's his demonstration of power here what's what's your oh yeah so the brother has been handcuffed to the steering wheel of a car that's about to be crushed in a junkyard oh and he says it takes eighty thousand pounds of force to crush a car like that that's exactly how he does it. With this it. really, really uh, awesome accent. He's got accent. a Lancashire accent. Yeah, that was really that was like perfect, spot on. Mm-hmm. Our Lancashire uh, listeners write in and tell us how wonderful that accent was. Mm. So yeah, he's like basically threatening to crush a car with Nick Cage's brother Giovanni Ravizzi inside of it. Uh, his name is Kip, by the way, which is <laughs> the wussiest of the Kip, names. Kip Dynamite. Mm-hmm. Um, so then, obviously, Nick Cage, at this point, agrees, like, yes, I will steal these cars for you, sir. 50 cars. 50 cars. In four days. $200,000. That's it. Do... He's only paying $200,000. Which is, what, $4,000 a car, right? I don't know math. That's quick math. Sure. So, um, But, like, then... how many years in prison is that? So many. So then we jump to Nick and Giovanni Rubizzi. Okay, should we... We do this almost every time. Nick <laughs> Nick's character's name is Memphis Memphis Reigns, which like, come on, guys. So it's Memphis Reigns and his brother Kip Reigns, which well, who got the better name here? I mean, um, Memphis's real name is Randall. I'd go by Memphis if I were him too. Yeah. So, um, did you watch Recess as a child? Yeah. Do you remember Randall from Recess? No. Nope. He was like the annoying like hall monitor kid. I remember. Who's the girl, the lesbian, Spinelli? Yeah. Yeah. Spaghetti. I identified with her. Yeah. Not surprised. <laughs> so, okay. So uh, then we get the, the boys. It's your boys. They're in a, like, I think a camp or a trailer home thing. No, just a regular home. Really? Yeah, just a regular Why? house. I always had it pinned. It's because Giovanni Berbizzi just makes a big pile of gross. Yeah, he makes what I think amounts to like if you could make uh, like corned beef hash mm-hmm. with just actual garbage and beer and beer so like he makes this crappy breakfast for nick cage and then sets the kitchen on fire which is like such a direct metaphor for the movie because <laughs> then nick cage just walks over and puts the fire out like whoa is the guy that saved his brother from a kitchen fire also going to save his brother from the villain who knows that's crazy we know and we're about to tell you yeah so um i mean from here it's basically just a rehash of the scene where the guy was trying to get nick cage to come back into car stealing except it's now nick cage who he's goes, like assembling a team he, yeah he's like getting the gang back together right mm-hmm. so um, first guy he goes to is John Voight. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, essentially. He's the John grumpy old man character. Yeah. Um, shoot, who was it again? Uh, Robert Duvall. Yeah, Robert Duvall. So he goes to Robert Duvall and gets him back. Like He's the first one. He pretty much just says, hey, you want to come steal some cars with me? And he takes him like all of four seconds to say, yeah, sure. And then he Why helps not? him like recruit the rest get, of the yeah, gang. Yeah, he helps him get the rest of the gang back together, which inc- which includes uh, Vinnie Jones mm-hmm. as Sphinx, who's a character that just doesn't talk the entire movie and is really fucking intimidating looking, like terrifying. Um, if you've ever seen Eurotrip, he is like the main like football slash soccer, depending on where you are in the world, 
uh, hooligan for Manchester United. Yeah, if you've ever seen the X-Men with Ellen Page, he plays the juggernaut bitch. Um, <laughs> if you've ever seen Lock, Stocked, and Two Smoking Barrels, if you've ever seen Snatch, if you've ever seen any movie full of uh, British people, he's probably in it as like the mean guy. I mean, that's just British movies in general. There's always a mean guy, and it's him, Vinnie Jones. He's really cool. <laughs> so you got him. You got Angelina Jolie, who's also got some weird name. Sway. Sway. Sway in the morning. She's the old flame. Yeah, which, Jesus, she is. Whatever vibe they went for in this, like dirty garage rat woman, was not doing it for me at all. Um, So you got her. You got that guy yeah who who's who's the rest of the gang donnie who's don't go donnie is the he he gets called like he's a driving instructor he's the one who you know hates his life now on Uh, the outside grumpy like oh my wife's always being a wife Mm -hmm. shucks she won't get off my back everybody that guy yeah so um we get some weird i don't know is this was it like racist or not did you I I couldn't decide. I couldn't either. Because, I mean, it may have been the case that they just happened to use, like, a female Asian mm-hmm. that he's instructing in his driving school who is really bad at driving. But, like, when he gets called back to be in the gang, he's immediately like, heck, yeah, let's, mm-hmm. let's do Can't this. Wait. Because, yeah. Um, but then he, like, yells at this girl that's being driver instructed. It's a, It's a weird scene, but... Anyway, so jump to the gang's all back together now, and uh, we're figuring out how to steal some cars. So we've got some antagonists. Uh, we've got the police officers. Mm-hmm. And who? Uh, what are the? Do you know the? the so there are two guys. Mm-hmm. One of them is like a no, like an actor that I kind of know from stuff. Yeah, um, sure. Because mm-hmm. you said that yesterday, and I was like, nope, that's not the person. No, um, he is uh, in that Emile Hirsch movie, The Girl Next Door. He plays like the bad guy in that. You're talking about Delroy Lindo? Probably. No. Either way, you're either so... talking about him or you're talking about Timothy Oliphant. Yeah, I'm probably talking about Timothy Oliphant. Because he is in like justified and um he's in a bunch of stuff either way so we got these two cops they they're antagonizing our crew because they find out that the gang is all back in town and what would the gang be back in town for other than to steal cars so they come like harass our people our gang and then you've got your main guy that they're stealing the cars for Kalitri. Mm-hmm. Then you've got a separate gang of other car stealers who are mad that they didn't get this car stealing job. Yeah. So like they're like kind of bugging our gang the whole time, right? Yeah. Um, and the Sphinx does blow up one of their cars. So. Oh yeah, yeah. There's like a showdowny fight thing, and yeah, that's like the way we first meet him. So when they call him on the phone, he's working at a morgue and he sets a sandwich down on the chest of a dead body to answer the phone. Mm -hmm. Then when he first shows up, there's like a little fist fight scuffle going on 
and he just like blows up one of their cars to like settle the fight i guess <laughs> kind of escalated it that way but yeah so yeah so then the gang is all back together uh you got all your antagonists poking and prodding and then you want to hit me with the rest so we've got the uh old guard um as i've taken to calling these older folks uh and then we've got the new guard which is like headed up by kip the brother oh he... it's like the young the young guys and the old guys yeah okay. so um memphis like has his crew and he's like all right we're gonna do this and then kip brings along his crew and memphis is like no sorry no but you're not bringing your little friends young people are stupid and kip is like but no but there's like you know the it guy and the driver dude and there's this one guy who orders pizzas really well so they all get together um to do this heist in a couple of days because now we're down to just a couple of days um okay so question just like about the general like looks of these people yeah um have you seen the fast and the furious yeah yeah i have you know the computer guy on there Mm. he's like the kid that gets spoilers oh the first one yeah 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 yeah. skinny skinny white guy yeah does he look like the computer guy for this kind of yeah yeah. i kind of figured they look like gross pale pasty like very intentionally like oh all computer people are pale pasty gross like super skinny they so pale greasy yeah they i so pale Mm. um yeah, I, I just kind of figured, and I, I couldn't remember, and I, I have a pretty solid memory of what the rest of these people all look like. So There's one called, like, Freb or something stupid. He's the pizza delivery, or Jesus. the pizza orderer. Okay, so what do we get? We get them now planning on, you know, making the plans to steal all the cars. Mm-hmm. But the cops are already onto them, because they had a dude at a dealership on the inside, so the cops already know, like... They got an where their guy. headquarters are and all that stuff, or where their headquarters is. I can speak English. Um, they've got the list of women's names for the cars. Again, uh, the the main crew does. Oh yeah, that's something too. That's something interesting. I guess the so the the whole list of all the the cars in the beginning. Um, I don't think they were. I think in the first scene where we saw the list with the blacklight stuff. Mm-hmm. I think they were just cars. Who are they? But I think when Nick Cage comes in, he changes them all and gives every car now has the name of a female woman. You would think that like his brother would have picked up on that previously. I don't remember. And I don't, I guess I would, we would have to go back and like look at what the list looked like in that first scene. Mm-hmm. But um, so yeah, now every car has a name of, yes. a, of a woman. Yeah. Which is, you know, fine. I mean, I guess code is code you could have easily given them names of men or names of you know airplanes or whatever the hell you want it's fine um and we find out there's one particular car called eleanor that's a 67 uh, mustang gt500 shelby right yes that he's you know had some he has a storied past with. yeah when she shows up on screen he like basically seduces the car yeah and it's always like the the she's got her own soundtrack Mm-hmm. like that weird like distant ambient electronica happening <laughs> so okay i feel like we're kind of <laughs> i feel like we're dragging this out but maybe not i don't know i i feel like this movie is about 
50% preparing to steal cars and mm-hmm. drama surrounding that. 30% stealing cars and then 20% like drama and stuff on the other side. Yeah. Is that, I mean, there's for this to be what it is, there's not a whole lot of stealing cars. Yeah. Well, we do actually get to the stealing cars now, but yeah, not yeah. before Nick Cage gets out his old leather jacket and says, I'm a bad man. Oh, my God. Is he looking in the mirror when he does this? Um, I think he's looking at the leather jacket. And then to get pumped up, he makes them play Low Rider. Which, I mean, of all songs to pump you up, that song is incredibly boring. <laughs> and slow and uh are you familiar with george lopez i am do you remember when he had the sitcom in like the early 2000s everybody loves george mm, i think it was just called the george the george lopez, lopez show? show no the george lopez show was his late night talk show mm. which middle-aged moms all across the midwest just loving it Mm-hmm. I guess. But no, he had, he had that sitcom, and I think that Lowrider was the theme song for that sitcom. Good. I don't think that I'm telling you a lie. So then now we start stealing some cars. Yeah, there's like a montage. It's Yeah, it basically, it that takes care of almost all like, of the actual stealing, <laughs> yeah. right? Break in, wire car, get out. Yeah. I mean, there are a couple of them where they're like, oh, wait, wait, that's a cop. Hold on. Mm-hmm. Oh, there. We got to get out of here and figure yeah. something else out. Right. Um, and then apparently there are a few cars that require some like special keys. Yeah, which that's is, where they get which, into trouble. Yeah, that's where the inside guy came from because he was getting them these special keys, but the cops flipped him, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, so no, we should talk about the dog. Yeah, no dogs were harmed in the making of this movie, but there was like a weird scene. Yeah. We got a big drooly. Uh, Mastiff. Yeah. English? What's... I don't know. We had a big drooly big dog, big boy, yeah. big boy, um, and he eats the keys to those cars because mm-hmm. there were the cars that they needed the special keys for. Mm-hmm. He ate some of those. Yeah, and um, someone threatens him with a knife. Someone's just like, "Well, why don't we just cut?" Is it Sphinx? Yeah, he just like he pulls just, out the. He knife. He just pulls out the knife. He doesn't say anything because he doesn't say anything at all. Yeah. So he just pulls out a knife, and they're like, "No, no, no, we—that's not how we do things." So there's a scene where <laughs> the I think it's like the IT kid and the pizza order delivery boy. Yeah, it's their job to follow the dog around. Yeah. And, uh, fish through his poop. Hmm. Um, so the dog does not get harmed, and they eventually do get the keys. They get the keys out of the poop mm-hmm. while they're being harassed by a uh, that gang. L- oh no, a different gang. The Latino gang. Oh yes, one of uh, our famous uh, gang gangs. Uh, they're approaching them and telling them that it's time to get the heck out of our neighborhood, boys. Um, and then the dog poops, and one of the guys just like reaches in, going for the key, right? Yeah, and the guy's like gross and he says a line that's really great he says who gets their jollies off by playing with dog poop like Mm. no one the answer is no one that's not that's there's we're not here to kink shame anyone (sighs) i am (sighs) as long as the dog (laughs) isn't actually involved 
I'm not gonna. Uh, <laughs> I'm not here to alienate more of an yeah. audience. But I think that, you do that, that every single episode. You alienate some population of listeners, probably. But the dog poop uh, audience, that's fine. I'll alienate them. It's fine. So yeah, we get the key back, um, and then they realize that the oh, so the reason they need those keys in particular is because they had some keys for some other cars that the cops were watching right Mm -hmm. yeah and they decide oh instead of getting to stealing the cars that the cops are watching let's steal the cars that we failed at stealing at the beginning of the movie that are in the police impound so now they're gonna go steal some police impound cars yeah but there's a lot that happens before then jesus okay Mm -hmm. again like i get it but some some chunks of this movie and as much as like this movie compared to almost all of the other ones we've watched so far really great pretty fast paced not too much dragging there's a little bit of drag at the beginning and a little bit of drag at the end and then this go you can go ahead okay there's not really a lot in the middle it's just there's a tension, sexy scene between Nick Cage Nick and Cage, Angelina because yeah. okay. they go together to steal a car. Oh, my God. And she asks him, what do you get more of a rush from, having sex or stealing cars? And Nick Cage is like, both at the same time? Both is good. So then they, do they actually have sex or like they start They have like a little bit like of a tension-y kind of like, oh, like, like you left me, blah, blah, blah. And then like a little bit later, like while they're still waiting to steal this car, they get real makey-outy and Nicolas Cage is spouting off all these car oh things while it's this like, is happening. Yeah, it's, so it's like, it's the same as like the Between Worlds thing we were having where it's Whoa. like, read from memories for me. And he's just like saying weird shit while having sex. So in this one, like while they're in the hot making out thing, he's like, "Yeah, the double clutch, the double overhead cam shafts, exhausts." Like, why are you doing this? (laughs) It's literally the worst thing in the world. Everyone is uncomfortable right now. Angelina wasn't doing it. Apparently, apparently, it's whatever. So then they break into the LAPD impound lot and they steal some cars from them which Boom. is like in all the weird stuff in this movie you, i think you said this that's the least uh, believable part of the whole yeah thing definitely and yeah. especially with this next part that i'm about to talk about go ahead uh they you. go and steal a big hummer the sphinx and another character go and steal a hummer and the license plate says snake and you find out later why um, there's a gigantic snake. There's a snake inside, inside the vehicle. Inside the vehicle. And Which apparently was just like hanging out in the headliner or something. Because no, it, it was like, um, it was in the back seat. Oh, okay. Yeah, just chilling back there. Um, the, it was just like a ball python. So like it really wouldn't have been that big a deal. Of all the but snakes. But of course they're freaking out. Like, of all the snakes, it's a pretty boring snake. Yeah, it is. And so, like, the Sphinx, like, is obviously, like, trying to control this vehicle while this other person is freaking out. And um, he ends up, like, bashing the car a whole bunch. And then I brought up the fact that, like, there's always a mission in Grand Theft Auto where, like, you have to boost cars and, like, you can't damage them at all. And I was just like, well, they failed this mission because, like, 
they pretty heavily damage this Hummer. They're just like bouncing off the cars that are like parallel parked on either side of the road. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that's one thing too you just uh, brought my attention back to is they continuously refer to like the stealing these cars as boosting. Oh, boosting, yeah. Boosting. Mm-hmm. They say it so many times, um, which is fine, but um so cool yeah super cool so from there i mean that pretty much covers like the core of the stealing and then we jump to nick cage stealing his nemesis vehicle the 67 shelby gt500 um and it, again we get he like walks in and it's all the weird like angels singing from the heavens weird ambient music then we get a crazy like 15 minute chase scene yeah yeah and, and this the is another chase scene one is to like a romstein oh yeah track. just straight yeah mm-hmm. uh, like industrial metal yeah and again there's a helicopter like, yeah yeah he's being Chopper's chased by a helicopter and he hits the nitrous button and then there's a point where i think timothy oliphant says man this guy can drive like he's super impressed, and his partner just looks at him like, "Are you, are you fucking kidding me?" Of course he can drive. He's the main character of a film about stealing cars. Why wouldn't he be able to to drive? Who can really know? Um, but I so I know this for a couple of reasons. One, I, I was doing a little bit of research on the movie, um, and I do I did remember there was like something weird about this car. But that button, did you notice the 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 shifter? says go baby go go baby go yep Mm -hmm. that's kind of cute i mean it's better than the dudes that have like the eight ball on the shifter or similar like weird like what okay um so steals the car gets back to the villain man's weird junkyard complex and it's all busted and beat to hell and this is where we get a line that i really really enjoy um where our villain says, I, I wanted 50 cars, not 49 and a half. Again, perfect accent on my part. You're welcome. You're great. And then we just get a showdown fight, basically, right? I mean. Yeah. There's a, a confrontation with Kalitri. Um, the cop actually ends up having a confrontation with him that. Yeah, it's like all Memphis of our. Saves him from. Yeah, it's like all of our main players in the movie come together in one deal where the bad guy is pointing his gun at a cop right and nick cage comes and shoves bad guy to his death down the industrial pit of industrial doom yeah pretty quick pretty quick ending so and then of course he gets let go because i mean he just saved a cop's life so the cop's like I mean, I know I told you earlier in the movie that I was going to put you in prison if you step a foot out of line, but you just saved my life, so see ya. I'll just let you go. Yeah. No worries. Have fun. The end. Well. Then we get uh, our Fast scene. and Furious uh, cookout scene at the end. Fam, It's all about family. Family. Nope. Family. Nope. 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 We don't. Oh. No. Okay. Those fans, we will... Definitely. Uh, no. <laughs> no, I love them. I love them so much. Um, ICP for life. We want to go are... to the gathering. It yeah. sounds like a cool place. It really does. Also, Fago is actually pretty 
Fago's delicious. Legit delicious. It's so good. Okay, so yeah, we get our cookout. It's not a cookout there. They're at like a diner, right? No, it's a cookout. Oh, the cookout. Oh, yeah. damn. Okay. Um, where we hear our first line from the Sway. No, Sphinx guy. Mm-hmm. And what's his line, basically? It was, it's you know, the, something, f- the friendship was the wounds. The real treasure was the friendship we, we made along the along way. The way. Yeah, that kind of shit. Basically, like, uh, you know, guys, at at the end of the day, we all had fun and we all stayed clean. So good, good on you. And then someone, (laughs) what's he say? Someone. He says, man, I thought you were from Long Beach. Yeah, because when he says his like, hey, guys, it was all about the fun we had along the way. Like he does it with a pretty severe British accent. Mm hmm. So. And then Kip gives his brother a car. Yeah. And we're all happy. So there you go. What'd you think? It's a wild ride. I enjoyed it. Had you seen it before? No. Okay. okay. Yeah. So this was a running joke for a really long time for us, remember? Oh yeah. But Jordan once upon a time learned that I had never seen Gone in Sixty Seconds and was like, All right, we're gonna watch Gone in Sixty Seconds. And I swear to God we probably watched fifty movies between when he said that and when we actually watched it. And I would just occasionally bring it back up and be like, Hey, you wanna watch Gone in Sixty Seconds later? Mm, it just wouldn't happen instead we would or you'd be like have you ever seen gone 60 seconds and i'd be like have you ever seen nacho libre same because yeah. we just always ask each other the same questions over and over again and this was kind of the birth of this podcast like yeah kind of yeah i think it was a lot of like we like talking about this and um con air i think were yeah. what like kicked us into like wanting to talk about nick cage in any way yeah so uh yeah no i enjoyed it i do should i give a rating are we gonna go on to the ratings or are we gonna yeah do... i'm just trying to think of anything we missed through the movie oh we did miss one scene with some weird like uh like i almost but another another racism that happened oh. do you remember so at some point nick has antagonized this gang of black guys and has upset them and they're chasing him and he runs into a diner and the diner is full of police. Uh, you got it? You know what I'm uh, talking about? <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Okay, no. so, so he like, so the, the guys are all outside and he's inside. He runs up to the either window or door, right? Runs up to it and says something like, uh, I'm in here and I'll stay in here for the rest of the night if i have to i a really severe and heavy i like what are you you can't okay fine it was super uncomfortable uncomfortable. like what are you doing this very like uh 90s dad shit so um but yeah I, i don't think we've really missed anything else all that significant um do you want to uh, talk about gu- guessing the time period, even though you've seen it? Oh yeah, I mean it's. It, I think it's clear just like from having seen it, like with my eyes, like the like attire and the whole jam is late nineties mm-hmm. to the bone. Um, but I th- I feel like I have a distinct memory of like seeing it for the first time in like 2001 for some reason. Mm-hmm. So I I mean that's the best guess I've got for like production and mm-hmm. and setting. What it is it 
2000. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, not out. terribly far off. Yeah. Um. So shoot, it's 20, yeah, 20 years. I went, yeah. Are they going to do anything or did they do anything special? I, like a table read or something cool? I don't think so. Hmm. All right. Well, you know, whatever. So do you have a rating? Oh, do you wanna... yeah. Um, that's a solid seven for me. Same. Yeah. I was, yeah. I was right at like a seven, 7.5, somewhere in there. What's our IMDb? 6.5. Yeah. I'm not surprised. I mean, I just it's like, definitely... I genuinely enjoyed Nick Cage's acting in this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a very, like, this role fits him perfectly. Mm-hmm. Like, old, washed up guy doing his thing again, <laughs> basically. So, um, we've got some interesting awards. Ooh. The Blockbuster Entertainment Awards, Angelina uh, won for Favorite Actress. Wow. Nicolas Cage was nominated for Favorite Actor. Okay. Um, It got... Uh, let's see. Oh, the Stinker's Bad Movie Awards. It was a winner for the worst screenplay for a film grossing more than $100 million using Hollywood math. Using Hollywood math. I don't know what that means. Okay. Some of these awards, uh, I mean. <laughs> it also got a Stinker Award for the most intrusive musical score. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, there were so many spots. Additionally, it was nominated for a Stinker for worst on-screen hairstyle for Angelina Jolie. Not surprised. That is my favorite part. Not surprised. Did you, Um, I think, okay, I'm having trouble with how sure I am about this fact, but did you see the Jason Statham movie, The Transporter? A long time ago. Did you see the Jason Statham movie, The Transporter 2? No. Okay, so the, uh, there's a second Transporter. Is transport. there a Transporter 3? Mm-hmm. Oh, probably, yeah. Okay. Um, But anyway, I think there's a, a lady with like similar dreadlocks in that movie. Ooh. But yeah, they're gross. What are you doing? Come on. Yeah. Um, it didn't really, it got like nominated for an MTV movie and TV award for yeah. best action sequence. It got some stunt awards for sure. Oh um, yeah, that completely makes sense. Yeah. So yeah, it was, it was got uh, several nominations and several awards. Okay. Well, I'm not terribly surprised. I mean, I feel like it hits like, and I guess with it hitting like the Nickelodeon MTV blockbuster, like those awards, I felt like they were more like pop culture awards rather than like yeah high class or not high class but like uh the artsy side of like film well i mean how many dances with wolves has nick cage been in i don't know if he's been in any like (laughs) complete like game changers like that like but i mean honestly i think that we will see him in like one of those like earth shattering roles like when you got like a adam sandler in punch drunk love like just out of nowhere you get like this actor that shouldn't be making something like that or i guess the one that uh uncut gemstones mm-hmm. everyone was raving about that recently where like i think you, my dad mentioned it recently and that i need to watch it yeah you get these actors that just pop into roles and i think in the next decade we're gonna see nick cage doing something that's just gonna blow our minds i have faith okay so those are the awards um not terribly nothing really terribly surprising in there i guess her hair was just absolute garbage. Yeah. Um, Do you have a fact for us? Oh, my fact is a really good one. Good. So, um, 
they made like the Eleanor, the specific 67 GT500 Shelby. They made, I saw like a few different places between like, oh, this is a, this is a fact specifically about this movie and that car, not Nick Cage. So sorry, I'm kind of breaking the rules a little bit, but I found this one and thought it was too cool to not include. Um, but they, so they made like between 11 and 14 of these cars, right? Some of them were drivable. Some of them were just like models. Some of them actually were, you know, drivable, real, real cars. So one of those, the most famous one, apparently that was used in all like the best shots and stuff sold at auction this year, uh, for do you want to guess an amount 6.4 million dollars see that's the thing you did the thing what you did the thing when you say hey do you want to guess and the person guesses way way so high that like now the real number is unimpressive (laughs) but either way uh which i think that happened with the dinosaur skull too so your guesses are you're consistently guessing about six times the price well, um, I like numbers that are high, okay? You have the best numbers. Best numbers, um, million. It was like $852,000. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of money for a car. So, But I guess people were talking, the Bullet Mustang, the Steve McQueen one, sold like in that same auction for like $3.6 like earlier on. So everyone was like, no one really cared about the Gone 60 Seconds one. Everyone was just... What are you... What? That's crazy. What? The, they wouldn't care about the Gone in 60 Seconds car. That's just... I mean, I feel like for like our generation, though, like people of our age or similar like would probably care about the Gone in 60 Seconds car more than like... How that... many of us are making that much money? Oh, like four. <laughs> That's how wealth distribution works. But yeah, um, like I feel like people would care about more about those cars or the cars from Fast and the Furious than they would like Kit from Knight Rider or the Steve McQueen bullet Mustang or, you know, the Dukes of Hazzard mobile, (laughs) like the, like all it's generational. Like, so like, I was just a little bit surprised to see like it being overshadowed, but you know, I don't necessarily know enough about cars to really say either way, but in general, I thought it was a solid movie too. So yeah. You got any, what, got some listener feedback or I've got questions? some blind stuff for you. Oh boy, blind stuff. Welcome to the blind stuff happy hour. <laughs> happy hour time. Uh so we've got mm. a listener from Wisconsin. We've got a lot of those. Um who was curious as to um the disease that you have and you don't have to actually like say what it is, but uh, they asked if it was an issue with the eye itself or with the optic nerve. Okay, so I think we mentioned this an episode or two ago when I talked about having seen a movie. I said, oh, when my uh, I had working eyes and you said working op- optic nerves. Mm-hmm. I think a couple people actually picked up on that. Mm-hmm. So my eyes are A+, plus, perfect. No, pro- no actual they're very, eye. They're very pretty. They're really pretty. Like so pretty. Your oh eyelashes god. are beautiful. Oh my god. Like all the praise <laughs> I get for how beautiful I am, I deserve it so, so much. Like, Your hair. I Honestly, my hair is without question better than I, 90% of our listeners easily. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Okay. Don't do it. Like arrogant time. It coincides with blind boy time. So... Uh, it's actually a disease of the optic nerve. So I could get it. I'm 
The disease itself is called uh, Lieber's Hereditary Optic Neuropathy, or LHON. If you Google it, there's a really cool website that can give you the, the full run through on everything about it that you could possibly want to know. Um, but it is a mitochondrial disease that causes um, neuropathy of my optic nerve. So uh, it's not an eye issue of the eye itself. It's of the nerve that sits between the eye and the brain. Mm-hmm. And I think you had someone else ask like an uh, even more detailed question. It was a follow-up question. question. Okay. Is, it a disor- Ugh, excuse me. Is it a disorder of myelin sheath or the internal structures? And is it the optic nerve or the part of the brain that translates the optic nerve signals? Okay, yeah. So it's the optic nerve itself. Um, and yeah, I think that answers both questions. It's the it's the actual optic nerve itself. Um, also, uh, some people refer to them as retinal. or it, it may be technically different things, but I've heard doctors refer to it as retinal ganglion cells as well. Um, but... Yeah, it's not like MS, which uh, my understanding of MS is that it's a disease of like the the sheathing, the myelin sheathing around your nerves. So all of your nerves have like a, a sleeve basically around them. And MS is a disease that causes that to break down, which causes your nerves to like come in contact with stuff that they shouldn't. Hmm. It's like insulation on a wire, right? Okay. Um, my disease is actually causing neuropathy of the nerve itself so yeah it's causing that to break down um and most of it most of the breaking down process took place over the course of like three months so it's pretty much done breaking down anything that has or like you know there's not necessarily any more progression that's going to happen um the little tiny tiny bit of vision that i do have left i should hold on to forever but Potentially that could, you know, things could change there as well. So. He did have another question, which is kind of changing. Um, he asked how you do your notes. Oh, Are yeah. they like a large print dealio or does he have a Braille type machine for them? Okay, so uh, we actually made a Facebook post that kind of got into this a little bit. I mm-hmm. keep, so uh, when I'm working like on a computer, if I am using my phone and computer at the same time, I'll use like what I have on now, which is a pair of like over ear headphones. And then I'll tuck an earbud into one of my ears with the headphone still on. So I can get notes from my iPhone using uh, the text to speech, which on iPhone is called voiceover. And then I'm able to monitor like my audio levels for the recording in the headphones that are the over ear headphones. Can you give us a sample of what your voiceover sounds like? Mm, yeah, I can try. I mean, I don't know how to pick it. Eh, we can see how it picks it up on the mic. Yeah. I'll just Do you turn it, just turn go it to up. like yeah. your. So that's pretty high speed. Um, we can make a video or something for like the Facebook page or the yeah. social media, but like that was a quick, you know. Audio sample, at least. Yeah. Um, but that is what's coming in through my headphone while we record. And then, um, like, as we're watching the movie, I just take notes in the notes app, iPhone notes app, which kind of sucks. But um, if anyone's got any uh, note app recommendations, let me know. 
Otherwise, I guess I could just use Google Docs too. Yeah. But you said yeah. it's not as user friendly. Yeah, the Notes app is just kind of clunky. I've, and I've, I felt that way even like with I was using my iPhone with Sight. Like I just never felt like it was that strong of an app. Yeah. I don't really like using it unless it's like, hey, write this down quick and I don't have anything to actually physically write anything down with. I'll just throw it in my notes. Right. Can you kind of speak to your experience with Braille at all? Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. So the question was, do I have like a large print or Braille device of some kind? So I like my vision loss is to the point where large print does not serve me in any way whatsoever. Um, so all of my interactions with text of any kind take place through electronic devices at this point. Um, and if I was more proficient with Braille, they make these things called refreshable Braille displays, which are, I guess, would seem, seem similar in appearance to like an iPad, but they have tons of little uh, Braille cells on them. And as you run your fingers over the Braille, the dots pop up and retract to form new letters. So it's like reading a page. And as you turn the page, all the Braille, you know, refreshes. Refreshable Braille display. Um, but my uh, Braille reading skills aren't really at that proficient of a level where that would be a useful piece of equipment for me. Um, I can read Braille to degree enough to just barely get by um and i'm working all the time to get better but it's a really long process because as much as you can learn the forms of the letters and their shapes um training your fingers to actually feel and pick up on like what those feel like is a really difficult and kind of lengthy process so and i've kind of slacked on it you know through the years <laughs> so that doesn't help either but yeah, getting better all the time, but yeah, almost all of my, um, you know, interactions with text goes through some electronic device. Are there, um, so I know that you use voiceover, but you also use a couple of different apps as well for yeah. like yeah. PDF scanning and that kind of stuff. Yeah. So there, there are a handful of really useful apps, but, um, the main one for PDF scanning is, um, called knfb reader um and you can just take a picture of any text document and it will convert it into a form that i can actually read pretty easily with my phone um and there is an app uh microsoft made called seeing ai it's really useful um it just uses ai to read text or you can also like scan products like you'll scan like the upc the barcode and it will tell you what the product is really useful um, and then I use a couple of apps that put me in direct communication with an actual person on the other end. Like, a, it's almost like a FaceTime, but with, uh, in the case of one of the apps with a paid employee. Um, and if there's like a, something that I need to read, they can just read it for me. Or if there's like, uh, I'm trying to think of another case, like, oh, if I was looking at like my computer or the back of like a stereo receiver or something and asking like what color a certain plug or cord was um they could help me out with something like that and there's another one um that's volunteer based um called be my eyes which actually anyone that's listening can go download it now and 
you, uh, as a volunteer, a sighted volunteer, may receive a random call from a blind person asking for some kind of assistance. It's really, you know, neat. And the ratio of uh, volunteers to blind users is so high now that all the sighted people I know that are volunteers have really pretty rarely gotten calls like once a week or less so yeah i mean there the iphone is a complete game changer so i don't know were there any other questions or i don't think so i'm sure we can yeah i mean we'll have more questions over time episodes yeah um and i guess for me with the braille stuff like i started learning braille a few months ago just because I was really interested and it's yeah. definitely obviously a, a lot easier to visually learn it. Um, I can't imagine right. like, especially like if your hands are especially like calloused or like anything like that, like I feel like that would be really hard. That'd be much harder for you to be able to, to read it that way. Right. And that's the thing, like you and I are equal and we both know the shapes of letters and numbers. The It's fairly easy to learn, mm-hmm. but it, again, it's it's really a, the difficult part is picking it up with your hand. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, getting there a little bit at a time. So. Yeah, we're both on grade one. It's slacking. Yeah. <laughs> so. Um. All right. Um. I don't think I have anything else. Um. Please keep giving us feedback. Again, there are a few different times that. Um, we asked for some feedback that really important, especially the one about the LA and if there's actually a helicopter in the sky all the time, very important. Please, please give us feedback on that. Um, and we're still, uh, streaming on Apple podcasts, Google podcasts, Spotify, um, a bunch of other ones, like smaller ones. We're streaming on whatever service you're listening to us on right now. Yeah. It's really crazy. Um, we've got our Facebook page and like we mentioned earlier, we kind of feel like Facebook is like holding us hostage and wanting us to like make ads constantly. Um, so if you do end up seeing a post by us, like, like us, share us, comment something, um, cause it just, it helps us keep creating content. Yeah. Um, Twitter as well. We're still at site attendant on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, site attendant um, at gmail.com for those sweet, sweet emails. Shoot yeah. us an email. Uh, if you got any suggestions and you don't want to publicly demean us or anything like that, you yeah. can go ahead and shoot us an email if you'd like. Um, and just on, on the sharing thing, I know we've hit on it a couple of times, but if you want to go ahead and share us with the person that you um, buy something from at a convenience store this week, that'd be cool. Yeah. Harass random uh, people in public. Uh, employees of your convenience store would be good mm-hmm. all right you got anything else i think i'm good okay love you bye <laughs>